Weefa Waves is sponsored by Weefa Accelerator, an education hub to amplify your career. Shop the hub or explore our persona pathways to find all the ways that you can accelerate your career trajectory and make meaningful partnerships along the way. We want to help you crush your near and long-term goals. So collaborate with us over at womeninfitness.org backslash accelerate. I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. And I'm Morgan Hills Adetoye, director of all things WIFA. And this is WIFA Waves, the sound waves of your career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it. Accelerate, amplify your career. So... This particular vision came to me well over a year ago. I think with stuff like this, it lives inside of you for quite some time before it actually comes out. And the American Council on Exercise was kind enough to help us kind of dream up this idea being that we had speakers on stage, rapid fire topics, and accelerate, meaning we want to supercharge the careers for women in the fitness industry. And so, you know, prior to COVID-19, we had this whole dream of getting everybody on stage and then also doing a podcast simultaneously. Well, when you don't get to have everybody on stage, you get to do the podcast anyway. And so we went through and did, we recorded all the podcasts for the women that we had planned to be on stage and everything from emotional intelligence how to succeed in your career, how to build out your why, how to create a pitch deck, how to produce a podcast. The goal of Accelerate is to highlight all the different potential careers that you could have really in or out of fitness. And so my belief is that we've captured, uh, you know, a 10 plus interviews of women that are absolutely crushing in these categories and want to share just a a little tidbit of their personal success stories and what, how they've accelerated their own careers, how they've amplified their own career growth because of the steps that they've taken in their career. And not only that, but the potential traumas or circumstances that have shaped their careers because you know, we don't get to just uh, silo out our careers and not have any personal involvement as well. It all, everything flows together. Everything impacts each other. So I hope you enjoy the Accelerate interviews. Um, Two Fit Crazies and a microphone. Brian and Christine have been kind enough to mentor us through the process of launching this and you'll hear them on the interviews themselves. And I feel really grateful that the team of people that we worked with to put these podcasts together, both the people being interviewed and also Brian and Christine, that even though we didn't get to have the event in person, we're still getting to launch the podcast as a result. So thank you guys.
today we're talking with or we're hearing from Amira Polak. She is the CEO and founder of Struck Club. Struck Club is a creative app for music-inspired group fitness instructors. Um, it's how to run your beat-driven classes. Super helpful. I have had tons of friends download it that are group fitness instructors because I'm like, this will change the game for you. Mm. Um, she's actually going to be talking about venture capital funding and really breaking it down for us and giving us some really interesting facts, but also letting us know what VC funding is all about. She also spearheads global campaigns and projects to catalyze social entrepreneurs and emerging markets. She's super skilled at bridging the STEM education gap for underserved students. And she is a advocate for tech entrepreneurs in her day-to-day. She herself teaches indoor cycling classes. Um, Boy, are they tough. And does a lot of work with local gyms and universities, YMCAs, and has a huge, huge heart for women in fitness, to say the least. We can't wait to hear from Amira today. Where it's at today? Another WIFA superstar. Is an amazing woman named Amira Pollock. I'm super excited to bring you on the show today because you are a WIFA sister. You are an amazing speaker doing outstanding things for women all over the United States and beyond. So welcome, Amira. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. We are super excited because we want all of the listeners out there right now who don't know what you're up to, give them a where are you and what are you up to? Yes. So I'm Amira Pollock. I'm the founder and CEO at Struct Club, which stands for bringing structure to instructors of music-inspired fitness. We can talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm based in Los Angeles, California been a West Coast girl, born and raised, and I'm also a proud member of the board of the Women in Fitness Association. Awesome, and uh, and you have a specialty that you uh, that you you know you speak of often, and and um, you know at Accelerate, your uh, the plan was to have you speak about what? Yes, venture capital funding. This is a big topic, especially for owners and entrepreneurs of their own businesses. And I don't know if this stat has has floated around in the fitness industry, but for for women and for the topic that we were going to be chatting about um, during IDEA originally is that often women are completely left out of the mix when it comes to venture capital funding. 2.2% of all of that funding, billions of dollars in investment, only go to female entrepreneurs. So for in our case at Struct Club and in my case professionally, having been at multiple startups, um, being an equity holder in a few startups, and also having been both on the funder and the funding side at different points in my career in different areas of capital, I wanted to be a resource to help provide some insight as well as answer questions around that key question of getting capital because it's a huge aspect uh, and X factor really in, in making sure that a business or an organization has the resources to grow and invest. Now, why is that number 2.2%? What's going on there? 
Well, there are, it's pretty complex and there are a lot of historical reasons. Um, You know, one is just some, yeah, unfortunate systemic issues with uh, women and the ability for us to ascend to leadership in in business, um, in organizations, regardless of venture capital and regardless of venture uh, venture tech. And it's just, yeah, there is a broader systemic issue. Um, There are a a lot of, um, you know, kind of transcripts as well that are studied about the types of conversations in the pitch room and the fact that, you know, the the gap between demographics on who is attributing the funding and who is on the receiving end. Women get asked different questions even. Um, We get asked about more downside risks. We get asked more about the negative attributes of, of potential business, whereas the guys get asked about the big opportunities, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And so there are a lot of systemic as well as, you know, kind of day-to-day interpersonal reasons that um, that is the case today, but there is more awareness. I'm really hopeful about the future. And I think that that point of this point of conversation is one of the reasons why, yeah, it's just, it's important to, to be talking about this. Now, where do we go from here? Obviously, I mean, that that percent is staggering. And, you know, this is not to say that, you know, female entrepreneurs, businesswomen are not getting the education that they need. And I know you're saying it's systemic, but what do we do at this point? What's what's any sort of solution? I know we're opening up a conversation, but where do we hope this conversation goes? That's a great question. And I, and I love that question. We So we started with, um, I talked about one, bringing awareness to the situation, bringing awareness to the gap. Two, you know, there's also um, a lot of, you know, when it comes to stats around who is entering the pitch room, that is still not at 50-50 yet. And I think that for entrepreneurs, when it comes to women in fitness, considering whether venture capital is even the right type of um, capital resource or, or point of partnership for your business uh, is a big consideration. And then going further down um, the pipeline in that engagement and type of relationship, we can talk about strategic ways to get connected to the right investment partners, as well as mastering the pitch uh, and making sure that demand is created for your investment around. There are all kinds of tactics and skills that um, it it really took me a lot of time um, and a lot of mentorship to learn and that we can talk about. But in quick sum, um, when it comes to considering, A, whether, you know, venture capital or other types of funders or investors are the right relationship for you. Um, You know, making sure that one, you've considered all of the resources and types of capital that there are out there. Um, I know some incredible entrepreneurs um, and in the fitness and wellness space who have funded their businesses on credit cards. That was their tactic. Um, They funded it on kind of like potentially favors from suppliers, deferred payments, um, great relationships that they had. There is the realm of family and friends. Um, definitely people who have funded through debt that is that was non-credit related. Crowdfunding. There are all kinds of creative avenues um, when it comes to accessing cash for the business. When it comes to venture capital, I think one major thing for folks to consider is that venture capitalists, they're running a business as well. 
and their goals typically with their fund and, and what they need to do to um, survive and to be successful in those businesses are looking for companies with a 10 to 100x return. They're looking for, and you'll hear this often um, when listening to whether it's podcasts or reading articles from these folks or even having interpersonal conversations with them is that they're looking for the Ubers or the Airbnbs or that, you know, that next big company that's going to IPO because that's what's going to make um, them the, the template that they need um, in order to have a thriving business. So the first thing is to consider is whether that's the business that um, you want to partner with, um, whether that growth trajectory is the type that you want to have for your business. Because if it's not, then we don't really need to be having this conversation anyway, and you don't need to worry about um, getting involved in the whole pitch process. It's not free money. It's for equity. And so you're bringing on other business owners in your realm. So for people who are control freaks, that can definitely be an issue and, and one to consider. But if you're looking for that type of partnership, then it can be a perfect match. We can, um, I'm, I'm also happy to jump in to pitch tactics and, and relationship building tactics, but um, warm introductions, just as quick bullet points are a really huge factor. Uh, and another reason that women are often barred from, uh, you know, sometimes they're old boys clubs. So making friends with other founders, getting referrals from friends that you have, or I mean, legit reach out to me and I'm happy to chat through the process of, of sourcing the right investors as well. But other founders who have done it, those are going to be the very best resources for those connections um, and, and advice on who might be the right um, partner, capital partner for your business. And then when it comes to pitching, I've heard uh, the analogy of dating being very, um, probably the most frequent one that comes up when you go to the pitch table or you're in one of these conversations and you lean on the side of having a more I don't know, desperation uh, tone of conversation versus a hard to get tone of conversation, you can probably imagine which pathway um, leads you to the perception of being the most attractive <laughs> prospect for investment. So, um, there's a, a lot that we can unpack there, but those are just a handful of, of key points. I, I love interviews like this because as I, you know, when you began, I came up with, you know, in my head, a few questions that I wanted to ask you. And then you went on and answered them as you, as you went. Um, you even used the phrase, um, you know, old boys club, which is something that, that definitely came to mind for me. Um, I guess my question is how it is, um, how do the, does the relationship usually spark up? Who's the pursuer in this? Um, you know, even as you mentioned it in dating, is it the person who needs the funding or the funders? Are the funders really just kind of looking? Uh, are they out? You know, really looking for that next thing, or is it really the people coming in requiring the funds that are that are going to be the pursuant? Yeah, it goes both ways. It's really a two way street, and I will just jumping in the. Um, other seat for a second from the venture capitalist perspective and, and the investors perspective, typically they've always got um, an associate or, or somebody on the ground who is looking for prospects. Right. And sometimes they're really doing literally I've heard direct outreach, direct messages on LinkedIn. They're asking their friends, they're going on Twitter, posting things like, Hey, does anybody have um, any, any founders of their network who are, either A, seeking funding, B, seeking a partnership, 
or C at, you know, X growth rate, they're at certain, they've achieved certain metrics. Um, so it can, it can really be two ways. I know for entrepreneurs, oftentimes, you know, the perception is that they're the ones that are going and you know, seeking out those types of, of prospects. But really remember that for these investors, this is their business. So finding entrepreneurs is their business. All right. And, and uh, so from there, you know, you mentioned a couple different, ver- you know, various ways that that business are, businesses are funded, whether it's bootstrapped or credit, or you know, uh, as, you know, hitting up family and friends for money or whatever. Um, how much of business is funded um, with with venture capital funding? Approximately, mm, I, I think that can that can really vary, especially based on industries. In tech, it's it's way disproportionate to. Um, I don't know, say an interest industry like CPG, consumer packaged goods. Um, when it comes to fitness, I would say it's it's kind of rarer. And from what I've seen in my conversations, I know this is a fitness audience um, for which you know I want to keep the topic as pertinent as possible. You know, I've gotten outreach or questions from investors who are looking to learn more about the space as they've seen the success of Peloton, as they're seeing the rise in digital fitness, especially at this point in time when, you know, we're at this. this everything's on, everything's virtual. Everything's online. And so, you know, there's some fitness businesses where, you know, they're seeing the rise, just digital fitness is, you know, rising by like something like 300% over the past few weeks. And even at home equipment sales for that have risen 500%. So there, you know, this actually is a, a moment to consider if, if your business is at that scale point, if it's set up for um, either digital content or, or digital distribution through e-commerce um, it, it's not historically tremendously backed by venture capital, I would say, but a lot of investors are really looking to learn more about our space. So Amira, before we end this interview, is there a golden nugget, a piece of information that you would say, this is what you need, everybody? Ask for advice and get money. Ask for money and get advice. I think that's probably one of the top nuggets of tips that I've received around the funding topic. When you show up at somebody's door and you knock and you ask them for money, they're probably going to give you advice on how to get it. Whereas if you ask them for advice, they will feel uh, feel really valued that you asked for advice. And sometimes they'll wonder, hmm, I wonder why this person isn't. It's a weird human psychology thing. Um, but oftentimes, if they're in the position and if they find um, your venture to be an attractive one, um, then you know they might actually offer. And that's that's something that you know I've seen happen a few times in my own situation, as well as um, you know many other fun, you know funding conversations and other scenarios. Um, so when in doubt, just it doesn't hurt to ask for questions. I know there's a lot of pressure to just always be like pitching and pitching and selling. Um, but sometimes just asking questions leads can lead you either to the format that that person is looking for in their pitch. It, it'll expose a lot about their perspective and those key areas of maybe it's milestones that they're um, looking for that 
maybe you haven't reached yet, but you could reach in, in a few months or, or, or a year's time that give you a little bit more clarity without um, necessarily putting you in that awkward seat and awkward scenario whereby, you know, if they're not in the position or if it's not an attractive opportunity, you know, you have to say no, which is not a problem, by the way, you know, every no leads you to your next yes. So um, trying to be optimistic about uh, the situation and anything that you can learn in those types of conversations and, you know, maybe learning about whether just, just finding the, the types of people and relationships to surround you that will be the right fit is really the most important thing at the end of the day. Amir, you are fantastic, I have to say. And this, infor- this information is so important. And the value that WIFA and, you know, this entire speaking panel has just to share with everyone is so important. We're not, you know, there's so much more to fitness than, you know, the actual formats. This is the business of fitness. And that is what's so important. You can go get, you know, an exercise science degree or get certifications to teach courses and classes. You can even have the money to open up your own place somehow. But how, how do you how do you know the business behind it and the marketing and people who, who have all this education and then don't have the money to, to put forth these amazing ideas. This is so helpful, Amira. And I really hope that everyone takes advantage of reaching out to you, which definitely we need to find your information in a moment. You're going to tell us that. Yeah, you know, knowledge is power and, and you know, there's no reason to fly blind in this. And you know, you've given us information just in this, you know, 20 minutes that we've had you on the line. Yeah. Here that that you know <laughs> is really helpful. He had no idea. If you don't know what you're up against, then it's going to be very difficult to walk into a room and and you know and 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 be successful. And which room do you walk into? Well, there you go. Did and, you find the right building? Right. And not knowing that, you know, what you're up against is, is just, it's very, it's very difficult. So uh, you're a wealth of information and this is just great. Well, I hope it's helpful. My contact information, I, my email is amira, A-M-I-R-A at structclub.com, S-T-R-U-C-T-C-L-U-B.com. You can also hit me up directly on Instagram at Amira Pollock. I'm also on LinkedIn, literally all the messaging tools. Um, and I think, you know, it's a, this is a definitely a topic where people can feel really nervous sometimes and self-conscious about their business, but I encourage entrepreneurs to remember that what you're doing is a huge opportunity and it's why you're spending your life hours on it. You are an investor. You're an investor of your precious darn time. And that's the most valuable resource of all. This is great. This is like exactly what everyone needed, Amira. You're the best. So Thank you so much for sharing all of this great knowledge. And I highly suggest that everyone out there um, follows up with you and finds out this amazing information to really help them. Absolutely.